0: Welcome to Lightning Rounds, a podcast about how the Bible, culture, and life all intersect, where you, the listener, get to ask honest questions to us, and hopefully you get to hear some honest biblical answers. My name is Zach. I get to flow the questions through to our other main host, Andrew Newman. Buenos Diaz. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of fun here at Refuge, um, Lightning Rounds, recording these episodes. They're, they're a lot of fun. I don't know about you, but like...
1: I look forward to them, and sometimes I get a little giddy <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> we uh, A little too excited uh, sometimes.
0: We having some, some good times. Yeah, we really look forward to these. I mean, this is our eighth episode going into it. It's yeah, incredible. I didn't, I didn't think we'd go this far. <laughs> Neither did I. I didn't think
1: anyone would want to listen to it. The fact that we started, when did we do this, before COVID? Yeah. Right before. That's right. That's right. It's been, it's been a long time.
0: Our special guest host today is awesome. She's amazing. She rocks literally. Rocks. You can find her singing with us on our worship team every midweek and Sunday service here at San Juan. Even if you come to Refuge Adults, she sang this past Thursday with me and it was rad so awesome. Welcome with us, Kelly Nelson. Hey guys. I think we need to have her do like a
1: little run. Just a quick little put your Nikes on and do a little run. You know what I
2: mean? Quick random question, what's your favorite
0: song right now?
2: Carrie Job, Let the Light In.
0: Ooh, okay. Getting mm. a little dancey. the,
2: windows, the light in. So there gotta it is. To it.
0: You heard it first. Great recommendation. So, so good. Well, Kelly, why don't you share a little bit with our listeners who you are, um, about yourself, where you get to serve here at San Juan.
2: Okay. Well, my name is Kelly, and thanks for having me, guys. This is really fun. <laughs> I feel really cool with you. <laughs> um, how long have I been here? I... I was trying to remember earlier. I think this is gonna be going into my fifth year in January on Mm. staff. And I am Pastor John Randall's assistant, secretary, whatever you wanna call it. And I do administration and worship. So
0: just about everything. You do just about everything. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little bit of everything. Uh, Would you say that you've done just about everything? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, there's yeah. Yeah. It's fun. We
0: Set fun. up, tear down, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yeah. more like, what do, what do you need to do? Like, teach me how to do it? Because <laughs> like, I don't know.
0: What Kelly I'm gets doing. it done. If you need something. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a brilliant planner, organizer. I mean, I think all of our retreats, yeah. like camps, refuge camps, and stuff like that, have yep. been organized yeah. food wise. Oh, yeah. By Kelly.
1: Incredible note taker. Oh, think, seriously. Notes? <laughs> Maybe fantastic. A little over the top yeah. on yeah I mean, I very minister to. <laughs> True. <laughs> Great notes. <laughs> mm. Great notes.
0: Chalk, oh, joy. Chalkboard. Would you say she's a scribe? She's, she's a scribe. scribe. She's
1: a scribe. She's a scribe. Oh, chalkboard gosh. extraordinaire. Oh, that's right. I mean, you want something to look good on a chalkboard? Kelly is your chalkboard connoisseur. That's
2: good. good. Chalkboard
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, it's like a Costco architect. I guess. She can weave <laughs> in and out of that place so fast. I mean...
0: Doesn't matter how big the size of that shopping cart is. Seriously, no. No. she's got a train going. Oh, she's got two man. carts. Yeah, uh, Kelly, you yeah. also get to one of your newfound loves here. At least I've get to witness is um, helping out with our coffee cart here at church and. Oh yeah,
2: good old Vicky. Good old Vicky. We love her.
0: From Vicky with love.
2: Yes, from Vicky with love.
0: If you don't know, maybe we should explain. (laughs) Yes. Oh, sorry. That's
2: true. Not everybody knows who Vicky is. is. She's not a person.
1: She's not an employee. I know. Per Uh, se. uh, She does work
0: hard. (laughs) Yes, she does. It's our espresso machine. We depend on
2: her a lot. Her name
0: is Victoria Aduino. Yes,
2: short. Short Vicky for for short. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if you didn't catch that, that is our espresso machine, which we have nicely placed upon our coffee cart. <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like the coffee cart comes in every episode. It's just. I think it's a part of who we are now. That's it's true. in our DNA. You know
2: That's why true. though? Because we wanted it for so long, mm. especially Andrew. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> it appeared, and it's like, ah, it's coffee like cart. The,
1: it's like the Jordan was opened. <laughs> And we walked across <laughs> into the promised land. This is flowing with. <laughs> yeah. This is
2: great. <laughs> oh, flowing man.
1: with brown espresso.
2: Oh, just all over. Oh, flowing with oat milk yeah. and almond milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah so stuff. Kelly gets to help out running, um, pulling shots there from our espresso machine named Vicky. Yes. And it's pretty sweet. I know I've kind of challenged you to taste some of those. You know, you're more of a uh, latte, Definitely. sweet yep. coffee lady yes,
2: i am and you know what i yeah. proud of it proud of it i try i try so hard andrew tries to get me to not do coffee or sweetener christina tries to get me not do sweetener i just can't do it you just can't it's okay i feel like right. you should enjoy your coffee mm. and if you're you know because it's such an amazing thing like, mm. don't you want to enjoy it? Life, you know?
0: liberty, and the pursuit good of, of
2: coffee. Good but I coffee. think
1: <laughs> the argument on the other side would be you're not truly enjoying it Ooh. because it's muddled, kind of like sin. It, it's oh become my. a part, oh you're not truly enjoying the life that God has given you because sin has entered. And
0: so in order to get back to the whole... <laughs> would you say that lattes are a perversion of God's good oh grace through coffee I, coffee? I
1: think <laughs> we could make that connection that... Yeah, I think if you go back to the Garden of Eden... Oh, my... That wouldn't... God. <laughs> Listen. Forbidden Bean. Listen, I mean, you. <laughs> Forbidden Bean. Also on our list... Oh, gosh.
2: I highly well, disagree. Okay. Everybody uh, listening, there's no latte shaming here. No, not at all. We love the latte.
1: We're just presenting both sides of the argument. That's I can't. true. I
2: can't. That's true. But it's true. Zach does try to get me to take... To take like, try the espresso. espresso, and I just can't do it. It just tastes too... It
1: tastes like dirt. Yeah. It's okay.
0: It's
2: oh, all right. Yeah, we don't
1: judge you for it. I know, but... Like I mean, in front of your face, behind your back. Yeah. We'll judge you, but to your face, we're, kind,
0: we're going to present kindness. <laughs>
2: oh, thank you. You're I no, appreciate cool.
0: it. Yeah. Well, that goes really nicely <laughs> into our next newest segment. Yes. Um, I feel like there I needs have, to be a jingle before it, though. I know. Uh, boom. Boom. We, need to, we need coffee. to get on that. If you If you're <laughs> listening and you know all that fun stuff, how to... Write jingles and stuff. Why don't you write us a little jingle Please. For jingle rounds. contest. Jingle? Maybe. Oh,
2: yes. It's,
0: all right. All right. I'm putting it out there. It's Girl, out there. If
2: anybody knows a good jingle or has made one up, let us know. Come on. <laughs> jingle contest. Send it to us. Jingle all the way.
0: Jingle it. Jingle jangle. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, this, this new segment is... We're, I'm just calling it church and coffee, you know, okay. because when you combine those two things, you get some interesting, uh, yeah. some, uh, you get, you get some interesting things that come out of that combination. Some pretty funny, you know, is, is coffee the Christian drug? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't You know, <laughs> are you really saved if you don't, uh, drink coffee? If you <laughs> have some side of <laughs> No, okay. but what we're looking at here with our new segment, Church and Coffee, we're looking at some of the corniest names oh, no. for church coffee shops, okay? You might have yes. heard them out there. Maybe the church you're attending right now has one of these names. If it does, we're sorry, okay? <laughs> There's just some of them that are just... It shouldn't happen. They just shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, this shouldn't happen. This should, You know, yeah. Christians get a little too free with their... Uh, <laughs> Cafes. Oh no! Cafe naming. So we're gonna just take our our chance and walk through these, oh my gosh. Um, naming them off. There's 14 of them, and they're <laughs> oh, great. Boy. So okay. starting with Kelly, and then we're okay. gonna work our way to Andrew and make our right. way around. But why don't you kick us off, Kelly, with the first corny name of church coffee shops?
2: All right. Number one, we have Jehovah Java. <laughs> 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 That's pretty bad so good. Oh
0: that's the last name. JJ for short. The lost name JJ. of God. The yeah. last name The of lost name. Oh, man.
1: Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> <laughs> right? The God he provides. Yeah. Jehovah Jireh. But no. Jehovah oh, Jireh. I feel like that's borderline sacrilege. Like a little... <laughs> <I think> all, <laughs> all of these <laughs> names. Yeah. All right. Two? Yeah. All right. Number two. I'm number two. The cup that overfloweth. <laughs>
0: It's a pretty standard one. You see that one a lot. The Around, overflowing yeah, cup. Overflowing cup. Yeah. in my Bible
1: college, there was yeah. one called the overflowing cup. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have this that's good. Shirt. Yep. Mm, it's a, that's a
0: staple. That's a staple. Right on. Right Number on. three we have here is Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> you might. This, you might I've, I've been to a church where the coffee shop was Hebrews. Hebrews coffee shop. Yes, exactly. Man, it's good. I. I, I mean, is there a better coffee than the one that God brews? He I brews? don't think
1: so. It's a great way to insult an
0: entire people group as well. (laughs) That's you. you. (laughs) She just took it
1: there. Yeah, so. All right, number four.
2: Number four, Holy Grounds.
1: Yeah, loving it.
2: Tell you what. Grounds. Take your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shoes off over here. Like, holy a, <laughs> yeah. Barefoot
1: oh. a Barefoot. <laughs> that's a barefoot hippie and coffee version. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. oh that's
0: good. That's Andrew sad. will not be going to that one.
1: Holy, no. <laughs> is there anything more disgusting than just people who have... Yeah. All right. Okay. Take out their shoes randomly walking. Should always wear shoes in appropriate times. Okay. <laughs> this one is ridiculous. Number five. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's being redeemed. Bean B E A N redeemed. That's, bean, B-E-A-N,
0: redeemed. Oh. As oh, that's <laughs> really funny. Bean redeemed. Sounds
1: like it. Someone who has an accent. Who's like, I've been redeemed. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Been redeemed. Been redeemed. Bean nice. Yeah. redeemed. Nice.
0: Redeemed. Number six. Cool. This is a favorite of mine right here for right. all you French pressers out there. <laughs> pressed but not crushed <laughs> that's
2: seriously a name of a coffee shop hey guys i'm gonna go to press but not crushed like,
0: Are you guys heading over to
1: pbnc's
0: a yeah. <laughs> <Good> little pbnc
1: <laughs> pbnc
0: oh man uh, all right coming in at number seven
2: oh, number seven coffee of coffees <laughs> wow that's that's a bold statement
0: that's a that's like that's like if of all of them that are sacrilegious,
1: that's a <laughs> I wonder if this one has a curtain
2: oh, that you no. must open
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the go to go into the coffee of coffees. Oh, <laughs> and you can only go in once a year. That's true. <laughs> you only roast once a year. Oh, and, yeah. oh my gosh, uh, the coffee of there's Coffees. There's the head
0: barista. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> oh
1: goes oh in. my gosh. It's terrible. Alright, this one. <laughs> I can't. Right, this is a really long one. The promised coffee flowing with oat milk and local honey. You're getting
2: all the best
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I
2: said Woo. that earlier, flowing with oat you milk did. and almond milk. Before you oh even saw boy. this. Oh, boy. Flowing Ew. with
0: oat milk and local honey. All right. I like what it. Is, what is the thing with oat milk right now? It's mm-hmm. like.
2: I don't know. I can't get on it.
0: Don't you like it? I do. You do? And I don't understand, but like. I tried it, and yeah. I couldn't do it. It just it felt weird. The first time I had it, I felt like I was drinking what was left of my oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of disgusting. Yeah. yeah.
2: They say it's, like, the milkiest, like, the creamiest of them. Uh, all of the substitutes? Of, all. of the substitutes. Yeah, but I can't get on that train.
1: I Yeah, flown with oat milk and local honey. I do <laughs> like the local honey, though. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have allergies... Say you move to a new place. A lot of people are moving out of California, so if you're moving to a new state, check it out. (laughs) Say you move somewhere and you have allergies. One of the things that you can do is buy local honey and eat that, like raw honey, and it actually is supposed to help you to like overcome allergies based on the local. Yeah.
0: Wow, you don't say.
1: Yeah, I do. i science.
2: Where'd you look it up? Facts.
1: Check. Internet. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wikipedia. So you know it's real. Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's true. All
0: right. right, number nine, moving on. Number nine, Eternal Brew. <laughs> that's like the, just, <laughs> he is Or I don't know, I'm sorry. That was mine. Sorry, that wasn't one of on the
1: <laughs> Omnibruisent. <laughs> Thank you, God, for your omnibrutinance. <laughs> Oh my god. So weird. Alright, number ten.
2: Number ten. The eleventh commandment. <laughs> Thou shalt not forget to drink thine coffee. Vine. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. Okay. Alright, let's speed through these last ones.
1: Eleven. 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 Brew unto others. <laughs> Again
0: with really good lights. You got all the best ones with these. Brew unto others as they would uh, brew you. unto you. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. <laughs> Maybe that's a word for somebody here. You need to buy someone coffee. Brew unto yes. others. Yes, <laughs> pay it forward. Them. Oh. All right, number 12. Oh, the Reformed Barista. Interesting. <laughs> hey. Yeah, some... Uh,
1: Zach is our Reformed... Uh, what are you? Reformed Pentecostal? Pentecostal yeah.
0: They, <laughs> people say things because I read out of ESV here. Yes. Extra spiritual version, but... An extra spiritual, spiritual version. Just jealous. The Reformed know. Barista. That's cool. Like, so, on. would you say that every time that that person makes coffee, they are predestined <laughs> to make that coffee? Did you choose to make that coffee? Or were you predestined to pizza, make that coffee? Or did that coffee.
1: Interesting. <laughs> I just it's open to debate. It's open to debate. It's It's high. open to debate. Did you choose debate. to be a barista? Or were you predestined That's to
0: <laughs> be it? Anyway. That's All right. Oh, man. Number 13.
2: The Everlasting Coffee Pot. (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: I feel like that goes with Eternal Brew. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Those should have been combined. All right. And for our
1: 14th and final one, the Bean of Life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh, no. So good. Once again, if your church's coffee shop name was in that list, (laughs) we apologize. But at the same time... We're not sorry. Those <laughs> are just hilarious. And thank you for naming your coffee shop back, because we get to uh, enjoy
2: it. Yeah, enjoy it.
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes Christian culture though can kinda cheese things.
1: Absolutely. You know, we yeah, have so. a reputation for it. Yeah. Yeah, cheesing things up. Yeah. Yeah, Christian rock.
0: Oh man. That's another that's another just podcast. Christian music scene. That's another podcast. So Now we're moving into honest questions, and here we have three questions that we are going to be answering today, sent in by you listeners um, listening to this podcast, even some of you who attend our Refuge Young Adults on Thursdays, 7 p.m., if you're ever in the San Juan area. Come on, then. Come on. Come check come on, us out. Down. Yeah. So, question number one that is posed here as we transition, question number one reads, how do I get rid of laziness in my life and in my Christian walk? Dealing with the subject of laziness. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't there like a, one of the seven deadly sins is slothfulness?
0: Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Is, is that biblical though? The seven deadly sins? Is that a <laughs> <I> or <don't well, laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that a movie? Yeah. Brad Pitt and Morgan <laughs> Freeman? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Never mind. Um, oh. Well, we're going to... Let our distinguished guest...
2: You know, somehow I knew that was going to happen. ...answer
1: these questions <laughs> first, because it would be rude for us to of
2: course.
1: Um, not take her... I mean, we invited her here, so we should let her go first. <laughs> what so, honor. Kelly, we're going to let you answer this question first.
2: Okay. Um, stop it. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Step one. Step stop, one. It. Stop. stop it. Stop it. Step on. two. Don't. Um, so, looking over this question, the verse that came to my mind is out of Colossians chapter 4 uh, verse 17 that says whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him and um, I just think like as Christians as as followers of Christ everything that we do from the big things down to the smallest things we do them to the glory of God and so for me like thinking about laziness and I don't know, just like how is what I'm doing bringing glory to God today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that that's the first thing that came to my mind is like, whatever it is that you do in word or deed in word being the words that you speak, not being lazy in your speech, um, but being like wise in what you say and how you say it, um, in deeds, what you choose to do, what you're doing on a daily basis, what you do with your time off, just like practically like whatever you do in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. But then at the same time, there's a difference between laziness and resting as yeah. well. Yeah. So like, because God gave us rest and he wants us to rest. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a difference in that. Cause obviously there's a time set apart where we need to stop and we need to get back and, yeah. and rest. So that's, very different than being lazy. So right. I think just being watchful and aware of what we're choosing to do and asking ourselves, why am I choosing to do this? Mm. Or what, what glory is this going to bring to the Lord by doing this? Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: Well, it's true. You can be incredibly busy and incredibly lazy at the same time.
2: Yeah, You true. can
1: fill your calendar with stuff that helps you to ignore certain responsibilities that you want to escape. Yeah. And so, you absolutely can be super busy, always move in, um, but at the same time, ignoring and being irresponsible and being lazy towards the things that God's told you to do.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I feel like every question that we get asked is like, it's like personally about me, <laughs> my life. I'm like, yeah, I'm dealing yeah. with laziness. Yeah, you, you know. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm good. trying to figure this out myself yeah. now. That's funny. We all struggle with laziness. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's something I. you guys both brought it up. Learning how to, um, what did you say, Andrea? Prioritize? Yeah. Like the responsibilities that you're given. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you can be the busiest person in the world, yeah, like you said. Yeah. And and, and also be, be still be lazy. And I think there's certain things that God calls us to do. There's certain things yeah. that God calls us into. Obviously, as a Christian, as a believer, there's certain responsibilities that you have. There's the greats, the great commission um, to go and um, sh- share the gospel and to make disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also to love the Lord your God with all your heart. There's a way to be lazy even in that. There's a way to be lazy in loving your neighbor as yourself um, in those three things. And so um, there's there's those obvious things that we're called to as a, as a Christian to step into. But I think even more personally, you can look at your own personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to take an inv- inventory check and to... to um, Remind yourself, what has God called me into? And when you're able to be confirmed in that calling, you're able to um, recognize that, then you're able to really understand, okay, this is is where I need to give it my all. These are the responsibilities that God has given me. You know, I think of, you know, if you're working, that's a responsibility that God's given you to be a good employee, to um, serve others well, to serve, to be um, under your boss well. Um, but also too let's say you're dating someone that's I mean that's a responsibility you should shouldn't be lazy with that person Um, or um, lazy with friendships so what I'm getting at is understanding the responsibilities that are good that God has given us that he wants us to step into because there is blessing there is life when you step into those things Um, and by lacking in those things we yeah you really miss out on, on an awesome life following the Lord You
2: really do. And I love how you were talking, Andrew, about prioritizing. Like, and I know that's something in my personal life. Like, it's like you said, you can, you can be so busy and have so many things on your calendar and still be lazy. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to prioritize like, okay, what is the most important thing that needs to get done today? What, what is it? What's the number one that you want me to do today? And help me to get that done first yeah. and then moving on to the other things. It's just, it's so important yeah. to prioritize mm-hmm. your time and, and putting the thing that I will say, <laughs> always put God first every day. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, that's something that like, it's, I have to do that. I have to wake up and open my Bible and seek God first and ask him for what he wants me to do with that day. Yeah, And doing that makes it easier to, you know, obviously it's not perfect, but. It's, it helps to start out asking the Lord, like, well, what do you want me to do today? Yeah. Like, just take it one day at a time. Cause I know I get overwhelmed by like schedules and what needs to be done this week, next week. Yeah. So just taking it one day at a time yep. and prioritizing yourself.
1: I think too, laziness is like work existed pre-fall, right? Man had a job to do, um, and, and it was good and wholesome. Laziness came in as a result, as a result of sin. And so just like anything else, like Paul says, I discipline my body and I also, like just practically, I discipline my body, meaning there's certain things that like he brings under his control and like make sure that you can be disciplined in certain certain aspects of life. But he also said, Paul says, I crucify the flesh. And so there has to be like a death yeah. to that thing that, you know, laziness is just a sin like anything else. And so... Um, it's, it comes by crucifying the flesh and more and more, because it's, it is a result of sin anyway.
0: Yeah. And our call out of laziness is because our God is not that way. Right. He's not lazy. I mean, and us made in his image, we're called to be image bearers of him and to, um, imago Dei, right. To bear the image of Christ, bear the image of God, wherever we go. And so, in that, I mean, I'm am reminded of that verse in Ephesians um, two ten, where it says, "We are His workmanship." Mm-hmm. I mean, God wasn't isn't lazy in our life. Right. We're His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And there's that idea of. Man, God has prepared good things every day in our life, good works for us to step into, for us to take advantage of, to seize the opportunities of. Yeah. And by missing out on that, you miss out on blessing, you miss out on fruit, you miss out on growth, mm-hmm. you know? And like you said, Andrew, it, uh, more often than not, laziness leads you into sin, mm-hmm. leads yeah. you into bitterness towards friends, maybe because you're not reaching out or other areas of your life that are lacking yeah. on health you know, living unhealthy, you can lead that as well. It's interesting. You know, Proverbs has a lot to say about, about, I was going to hope you'd bring up, bring up Proverbs. The
1: sluggard, (laughs) the sloth, the sloth, (laughs) the the sluggard. And one of the examples, you know, that Solomon says, he says, go to the ant, and consider her ways and Mm -hmm. be wise, which having no captain, overseer or ruler provides her supplies in the summer and gather her food in the harvest. And, um, he just, it, he gives us this example of an ant. And you're like, of all the animals of, like, strength and all this stuff, um, he points us to the ant who just every day does the, the little thing, like, just starts out. And I think when this person asks us, like, how do I get rid of it? Like, well, let's start with what Paul said. Crucify the flesh. Crucify the flesh. Put it to death. And then, and then like what Paul said, I want to discipline my body. I want to make sure I have disciplined rules and things like that where I'm like, um, these are disciplines that I'm, I'm following in my own life. And then, <clears throat> and then when it goes to Proverbs where he says, consider the ant, um, thinking about how he has no captain, no one's telling them what to do. I think at some point, you know, in all of our lives, like we've grown to a point where you're like, Hey, no one's telling me I have to walk with Jesus anymore. No one's telling me to go to church anymore. These are things that like I'm choosing to do. And right. so, um, you know, the the exhortation that Solomon gives is like model after this and look at what he sows, like what the ant sows into and what they reap, they reap the benefit of it. And so I think laziness can come from what someone said, the monotony of continuance. And you're like, I just get lazy and just doing the same old thing all the time. But what you sow, Zach and I were talking about this, what you sow, you harvest. And it's like a good thing um, that's going to come from, Putting time into your walk with God, and so consider the reward um, as well.
0: Yeah, bringing it back to—I mean, Kelly, you said it, and I think you really summed it up really well. I feel like every time we bring in a vi- like a guest, they just kill it. I'm <laughs> like, we don't even need to answer this question because they just done. just done done. No, but you said that everything that we say or we do, we do it to the glory of God. And yeah, our life is worship. Yeah, you know, and and in us being lazy, I mean, it's it's poor love given to god really what what is what it is and um and so i think getting to the root of laziness is getting to the root of worship in your life and understanding that everything that we do is or should be done to the glory of god and so um any practical ways andrew you can think of, of how to get rid of laziness in a christian walk or in life
1: it's easy for me to say all these things, but I struggle like in a huge way in this It's like, there are things that I'll put off um, in my life for sure. I'll put off and do anything else except like sit down, read or get up early. And I think, um, I think practically anything that's important to you, you'll make time for. And so um, it is, it's making time for, for certain things, cutting out, carving out time to like spend so if that means setting an alarm, it means setting an alarm, set two alarms, put an alarm on the other side of the room. So you have to get up to go turn it off or whatever, um, which is something I don't do. So, um, I've heard that people do this though. Uh, I heard that there's some uh, people who do that, but yeah, I've known, I've really admired you our have pastor. Four alarms. I have four alarms. Yeah. Five. I have, I have actually, this five, yeah. dog that jumps on my bed at a certain point <laughs> as well as the other kids, but, um, our pastor, Pastor John, is is a disciplined guy when it comes to, like, his time with the Lord. And, I've, you know, he's invited us to go surfing, and I'll show up to his house to pick him up, and he's, like, still doing his devotions. And, like, I'm I'm still, give me a second. Like, you're like, okay, Wait, no. yeah, me too. I was doing my devotions. That's why I got here so fast or whatever. Like, <laughs> clearly I didn't do it. So just, like, realizing that no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, Walk with the Lord. This is a walk with the Lord, and so yeah. as you daily just like make decisions, set parameters, be disciplined. These things are learned with time. I think a lot of times we look at people that are like our heroes, and we're like, "Wow, like look at that!" There was a time in their life they were lazy, and yeah. they had to set real disciplines, and they've worked towards it. It's, it's a process of getting there. Um, mm-hmm. So take courage. Like it's a process. Yeah. You know. It's good. So good that they even are aware of this at this point in their walk with the lord so
2: yeah that's important way
0: to go yeah Yeah. what would you say kelly there what are some ways that you've helped to battle laziness in your own life some practical ways
2: accountability Mm. like i know for me like i need accountability for like any area in my life where I would tend to be lazy um so it's like
0: you'll only show up to the gym if you know you're meeting somebody there Yes, it's so there's true. that accountability yes. like oh, I'm not gonna go uh-huh. oh, that's right they're going
2: or even if like I like especially for the gym even if I know that someone Ugh. is going to be there that I know Ugh. like it that helps me to get there Ugh. because if I walk in there by myself like one
0: more time Ugh. I can't. <laughs> the gym
2: it's just the, it's just the worst Dude, we're not just I mean,
0: born with calves of gold <laughs> like you, <aren't> you? <laughs> okay it's From holding up this giant body i, I have to have
1: big calves <laughs> it's not it's out of necessity it has nothing to do with, oh with looks <laughs> purely, oh purely utilitarian
2: oh man sorry um But yeah, I'd say accountability. Accountability is huge. And fellowship with other people. You know, like, I know in this, like, time where people have been forced to be at home and by themselves. And not so much anymore. Now we're a little bit more out and about. But um, it gets easy. Like, when you let things go for so long, it gets easier and easier and easier to, like, to stay there. So, like fellowship with people like talk to others like have someone an accountability partner that you talk about um you know things that you've read in your devotions that day or share it's like michelle and john randall say like eat it share it you know like sit in the word share it and like live it Mm. so like i think that that's really important and i know that that's really helped me like having someone that i can share with and um and share like, this is what I read today. And this is how the Lord really encouraged me. And like when it comes to like, when it comes to my time and my devotions or, um, even saying like, I went to the gym and I did it today, you know, like just mm. being, I don't know, just Post the importance, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. but like the importance of like having people in your life that you can be accountable to and that will hold you accountable and that you can also help hold accountable as mm. well. So I know that I'm really thankful for that in my life. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says that he who isolates himself um, seeks his own destruction. Yep. I think that's one of the ways, one of the 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 soils that laziness is is grows in is the soil of isolation. I think yeah. of of being by yourself because because you're right. There is no accountability and in, in the sense of there's no community, there's no fellowship, there's no one, you know. And the Bible tells that says that we as the as the church we're, we're to stir one another up right. to good works yeah and so i think you know it's it's a it's a it's a group effort yeah. <laughs> you know we need each other and so um we really do yeah it's we, we all need each other we need to be stirring one another up and and um yeah keeping each other accountable, on all. Yeah, yeah you guys said it better than i did yeah. Yeah, great job <laughs> you guys
1: are fantastic
0: Question number two. Oh. Listener asks, where is the line drawn between obedience and legalism? Hey. legalism. Once again,
1: we're going to throw it over to our resident theologian. I can't. Pastor Kelly. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. Kelly, oh, we're gonna, boy. what do you think, Kels?
2: My first thought when I read this question was the Holy Spirit. We have to be so reliant on the Holy Spirit for things, you know what I mean? Like we can get so caught up in like, this has to be done, this has to be done, this has to be done, but it's like, okay, well, where's leaving room for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in our lives? So I think the line between obedience and legalism, obviously there's rules that like, that the Lord has set in front of us to follow, but at the same time, you don't want to be in that legalistic where you leave where you don't give room for the Lord to move yeah. or you don't give room for like the Holy Spirit to do something that might be kind of outside of the box which is where obedience comes in because sometimes the Holy Spirit will ask you to do something and you're like what? I'm not doing that? Like are you what? And but the Holy Spirit says no, I want you to I want you to do that. And you follow through with it and you obey and he blesses it. Mm. So like, um, we're going through, um, Hosea with the women right now, the women's Bible study in Hosea and, um, the Lord asked Hosea to do a really out of the box, hard thing to go and marry a harlot and, um, and to the world that look was like, what? Like, that's crazy. But that's what the Lord told him to do. And he was faithful and there was a purpose in it. Um, so my point is, is that when I read that question the first thing that came to my mind is the holy spirit and needing to leave room for the holy spirit to move and just asking god for wisdom on the balance between you know obeying and like but also maintaining the things that god has set before us as well
0: yeah i think we can agree that there is a difference between obedience and legalism there is a difference those are two different camps you can say. Very, very Um, different. But there is sometimes that line, you know, in your walk, you find where does that line, where does that fence Mm -hmm. go? And um where is it drawn between because sometimes some people can mask or blend the two. Mm -hmm. And um but I think it's good, you know, to define them. Let's you know let's define the two camps. You know, what is obedience? Well we know that obedience is it's following God's word. It's living the way God has called us to live not out of a sense of you know a rule rules to follow or to to, to live by but more so um, calling us to return to our true purpose in him through a life regenerated by the Spirit of God through the work of Christ yeah. and to the glory of the Father and so obedience looks different than legalism because legalism by definition is the the thought or the desire to earn one's holiness or earn your salvation by works, by those obedience, by, you know, so someone could say, oh, you know, it's really, it's, we could say it's legalistic to think that you're better than others because you go to church every time there's a service. Yeah that that could be that could be we can agree that right or that yeah. you're saved or that you're saved because, you because of those things Yeah, yeah right. exactly or because god thinks more highly of you mm-hmm. because of those things and yes. so there is that difference between what it looks like to obey god and what mm-hmm. it looks like to live in legalism yes. mm-hmm. and i think i think the line is drawn if i could say my answer right here the line is drawn by relationship yes by re- relationship changes everything the yeah. fact that you have a relationship with god we've been talking about it even in the previous question what it looks like to walk with god um the fact that you know god changes the way you live yeah and it changes the way you obey you know mm-hmm. because i know my wife because i love my wife the relationship i have with her i want to do the things that she says yeah mm-hmm. it's not i don't do these things in a sense to earn them i'm already married you know to mm-hmm. her we're married and so um I don't do these things to, to, in a sense, like earn her love and in, in, in that way, but I, I do them because I love her. Right. I do them from a place, from love. Now, legalism, on the other hand, would say, oh, well, I do those things in order to gain that, and it and relationship really, I think, is the line that where it draws it. Um, someone who is legalistic doesn't have a right relationship with God. They don't understand the reality of what it means to walk with God, what it means to that we're saved by grace yeah. um, um, These and really doesn't know God. Because that's right. not God's heart, because God tells us that none is righteous. No, not one. None of us are righteous. And that our righteousness, in fact, our, well, our good works, the Bible says, are like filthy rags before Him. Mm-hmm. And so um, legalism has a wrong view of relationship with God, a wrong view of Scripture even and um, tries to, like you said, Andrew, earn your way into salvation by your good doing. Yeah, yeah.
1: like adhering to a, a certain um, rule set or, um, and actually like abstaining from these things is what saves you. And I think mm-hmm. that's the line of like, what saves you? What, what are you saved by? And if you ask someone that question, like what, what, what are you saved by? Are you saved by grace through faith? Or you say because you continue to walk in the rules and like in the line. Um, because as Christians, we are, we're supposed to grow in holiness. Like it's part of our walk with Jesus. We're to become more like Jesus, right? right. Um, through the process of sanctification, we are becoming more like Christ. So there are certain things like we should be overcoming sin. We should be, you know, further along in our walk with God than when we first started. But the reason that that takes place is because I'm connected, like you're saying, in relationship to Jesus Christ. And so right. that's, that's what's flowing out of me is the life of Christ, not just adhering to rules in order that God still pleads with me or I can stay in favor with him. And, um, because honestly, I think that's a lot of people have a hard time with grace when we're saved by grace is because they want to earn it or feel like they deserve yeah. salvation. And that's where we get super legalistic and weird is because we're like trying to earn something that's already been given.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it becomes like you're saying, it's not out of a place of love or affection. It's yeah. out of a place of um,
2: you're just checking off a list. fear. Yeah.
1: And you're afraid like if I yeah. don't like God's going to stop loving me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that's the line. Like, how are you saved? Are you saved by grace yeah. or are you saved because you adhere to a group? And the, and the Galatians are having an issue with that. You know, Paul wrote to the Galatians like, have you gone back into the, the, the old covenant, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. Who has bewitched you that you've gone back into the, this religious system and mm-hmm. sacrificing animals? Like, it's as if Christ's blood did not, wasn't enough. And mm-hmm.
0: so. And you know what's scary about this thing is that you can have two separate people that are do, living, in a sense, like identical lives, going to church, let's say, right. Sunday, Wednesday, reading their Bible every day, praying, but one do it because they think they're saved by it Mm -hmm. and another do it out of obedience and love because they know that they already are saved and they are justified and therefore their life should be changed um, by it. it and that's that's the scary thing about legalism is it you could look at people on the surface level and not know and not understand or not tell the difference between it's only the heart, and that's what it gets to. It's the it's kind of like we we're going back to it in the first question. It, it's it's really an act of worship. Yeah. It's realizing that your life is a life of worship. Um, I have a quote here that this reminded this question reminded me of, from this uh, old school theologian. I think he was a German theologian. Check out his name. His name is Gerhardus Boss. <laughs> it's <That's> his name. He's <laughs> actually heck. my third cousin, right? <laughs> it sounded familiar <laughs> but listen to what this guy says he says legalism lacks the supreme sense of worship mm-hmm. it obeys but it does not adore huh. that's good yeah and it's and i think you can have like i said you can have two people that are ob- being obedient to the lord but one is doing it out of an act of love and yes. worship to god and another is doing it simply like he says here um without that that lack of worship and doing it for to earn favor with the lord
2: yeah that is a very it's a scary the scary thing and it's a sad thing too you know it's like what are what you're missing out on yeah you know it's like when you when you're so focused on checking off a list just to check off a list instead of to actually get something out of doing each individual thing that you're called to do Yeah. Like you're missing out on mm-hmm. so much, like you're missing out on what the Lord has for you. Cause if you're just so focused on getting it done, just to say that you got it done, yeah, then you're going to miss what the Lord might have to teach you in that. Or like Zach said, the relationship, there's no, yeah. there's no relationship there. It's just doing something to, to do it because you're yeah. working for something, mm-hmm. but we've been given the greatest gift of all. We've been given this gift. So yeah. are we going to accept it? They're gonna accept the gift that we've been given.
1: And I think too, there's there is a sense of accomplishment, a feeling of accomplishment in ourselves when we do check off lists. Yeah. Like anything where I'm like during the day, I'm like, yeah, I did it. Boom. Look at my day. Mm-hmm. Accomplished so much. So Home when Depot. You, Home Depot. <laughs> Come on. We're, We're just the, talking about what this. is it? The doers.
0: Where doers get stuff done.
1: Where doers get stuff done. Or
0: something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I made that up.
1: Doing more for less. Lowe's. Um so we were just talking about this. So yeah, there is a sense of accomplishment in like, Hey, I did all the things that I needed to do. And so therefore I feel accomplished, Right. but it's like who glories in that mm-hmm. self. Yeah. Like my, I'm puffed up. Look what I have done. Look at my, you know, like I'm, it, there is a sense of pride then that I think robs you of the joy of simplicity of just knowing God yeah. and saved by grace. And so pride will rob that, that from you. And You become super, um, legalistic. And then I think one of the byproducts of legalism too, is you start pointing it out at at other people Yes. and you become such a sin sniffer Mm -hmm. and ungracious to others. Um, when you yourself need it so much, you know, and and that's, I think one of the worst effects of it Mm -hmm. is like, man, you just become super gnarly on people instead of gracious and loving. And the the reason that you're pointing out sin is not for, for grace and to bring them back into the fold, but simply to be right. right. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like abusive
0: sometimes.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: very, yes. Yeah, I, so, I, so whoever asked this question, or maybe you're dealing with this, um, even this um, conundrum, conundrum. <laughs> um, I would say read the book of Galatians. Mm-hmm. I mean, that book really, Paul hits it, um just hits it really hits the nail on the head mm-hmm. with this one yeah and um i mean i love it the book of galatians is is called the declaration of independence for mm-hmm. christianity that's what it, some scholars refer to it as and it's um you see through i mean as you read it out there's so many scriptures that I, as you guys were talking i was reading through galatians It's just kind of like finding one and it's like do all of these just, just of read it. the book of <laughs> the entire book yes yeah. the entire it. book it's only six right yeah. yeah, six chapters. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it all talks about that, that it's not the law, it's not works that saves us, but it's faith in Christ. Yeah. And, I mean, Andrew talk about this all the time, though, but because us as, as human beings, we, that pendulum can swing so far yeah. um, in both directions. You could swing on the side of, well, it's works that saves me, and I need to obey these things. Or you could swing to the complete other side and say, "Well, I'm saved by by faith, so I can do whatever I want. I don't have to be obedient." Yeah. And those are both wrong. Yeah, both yeah. wrong. Those are both wrong. Sure. You know, we've talked about this all the time. You know, I don't, I don't know if there's something you want to share on on that specifically on on that pendulum. Yeah. And finding that middle, because that's what this that's what the question asks. That middle ground. Yeah. Of that pendulum swing. Where is Legalism, the line? and obedience
1: yeah <laughs> it, it's so it is it's tough to navigate because the devil will swing you to either side because either side of it you're robbed of joy and you fall into some kind of sin whether it's like blatant like you're living and abusing the grace of god over here we we're like it doesn't matter or he swings to the other side and you're just so stringent and like um you think that you're puffed up then with pride because you think like I'm earning salvation by the things that I don't do. It is, it's a difficult thing to navigate. And even if you read the book of James where James is like, if you say that you have faith, but your life doesn't match up, then what do you really have? And a lot of people love to quote James as like the, the book of like, see, like if you don't do the right things, like you don't truly know God and they use it as like an, as a hammer. Yeah. And it is a hammer. It's a hammer of reality of like, if you truly have faith in God, then that life of Jesus inside of you is going to be fleshed out into what we do and how we live. Like you don't, you're not born again of the spirit of God and everything just stays the same, right? Like things are going to change. But James never says that if you don't, like, if you don't do these things, like God hates you and God is displeased and He takes away your salvation. Right. James is encouraging people that if you truly say that you have faith in God, if you're professing to know Him, then there's going to be a different kind of life. Mm-hmm. That's what he's, he's making the point. Um, it's not you know, fear-mongering you into living the right kind of life. He's saying this is gonna be a natural thing. It's a natural thing that's gonna happen as you grow in your walk with God. And, and um, just to, again, it was like a, a, a wake up call to those that say that you say you say that you love Jesus, but there's no evidence of a of a um, what's it called? <laughs> there's no evidence of like a rebuilt or uh, a regenerated life. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're still dead in sins and trespasses. Yeah. Um, so you can say it all you want, but but it's it's a life that's lived. Right. Um, changed is because of the spirit of God. And and that's the point he's making and faith without works is dead. It's not saying that you work for faith. It's that you work because of faith. It's faith that does work because, because of, of Christ in your life. So, um, yeah, it's true. There is a pendulum that he'll swing you to either side, whether it's hyper gnarly experience over here where you're like, you just want an experience with God or he'll swing to the other side of like this total stoic, self-hatred um depression martin luther kind of thing monk style and then like you know just whatever the devil can do to knock you off kilter and instead of um being head on so yeah definitely good question
2: that's Mm -hmm. a good question and i want to say too like if whoever's asking this question like if you're in a spot where you feel like I don't know, because there is an abuse that can come, unfortunately, with legalism. Yeah. Um, And so if you're in some type of situation like that where you don't know what to do, like, number one, ask the Lord. Like, the Lord will show you he is good. He gives us his Holy Spirit. He's our helper. And he comes and he shows us the truth. Um, And number two, seek counsel. Um, Talk to somebody. Ask a pastor that you trust or a godly um, mentor um, ask them like, Hey, this is something that I'm, you know, that's been presented to me. Um, is this, what do you, you know, just seek godly counsel on it. Cause, um, that's really important because you do need yeah. to be careful because unfortunately there are, you know, it, it can leave people hurt, Yeah, for you sure. know? So, for sure. um, yeah, I just want to say that too. Just seek the Lord. God will show you. He gives wisdom to those who ask for it. And um, seek godly counsel because the Bible says that there's wisdom in many counselors. So,
0: mm-hmm. amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's All right. right. <laughs> That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> All right. Last question says: How do I live with the awareness of Christ's presence in my life instead of just looking to the past or expecting Him to do something in the future? How to trust God is working in the now when I can't see it? That's a great question.
2: <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> that's a great question
0: with many possible answers.
2: Definitely a two-pointer, that's for sure.
0: Two-pointer. <laughs> Let's break this question down just a yes. little bit to what, what, what this listener is asking. So they're asking for an awareness, how to live with an awareness of Christ's presence. This is a very practical question. What does it look like? to live with the awareness of the presence of christ and with without the not that we shouldn't look back towards the past mm-hmm. and see god's faithfulness or see what he did back then or mm-hmm. not that we shouldn't be expectant to him in the future but sometimes we can be so lost between those two the past and the present or yeah. the future that we ignore the present mm-hmm. we ignore the today yeah. we ignore um what's going on today and so this listener is asking how practically do we live with that awareness? How do we trust that God is working today in the now, even when we can't see it?
2: First thing that pops into my head is that the Lord directs our steps. Um, so my one of my favorite things to like that God always reminds me of is you have to take it one day at a time. Like you just, how are you going to eat an elephant? Like one piece <laughs> at a time, <laughs> right? Like you oh, hear that right. when you're little, like things like that, you know? Yeah. It's like, so that's like... I would say like the first thing is like, just take it one day at a time. Like, don't be so quick to look, to take like, as like, if you're climbing a staircase, like, and you have like a bunch of things in your hand, like you're not going to hop to like, like four steps in front of you. You're going to like focus on like the step that's right in front of you, like one at a time. So you don't drop everything that's like in your hands. Um, so living in the present, like living in what, God has for you today and asking for the Lord to show you what he has for you today and to go with you and go before you and just lead and guide and direct your steps for that day, for that moment. But it is good though, too. Um, it's hard not to look back at the, the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because that is what like helps propel us forward because when we are faithless, he is faithful. Mm-hmm. So when we find it hard to move forward and take that step, that's when we can look back and remember the faithfulness of God. Andrew, what's your w- wisdom on this one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it starts with like just daily. It's a daily, uh, daily prayer and daily reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's that simple. Just like today, God wants to meet with me
2: Yeah.
1: and I, it's starting, it's starting, um, starting or ending your day with just that fact that, um, when I'm praying, God hears me today So being aware of it, it was funny. We went on a camping trip with my, um, with my children. And, uh, there was a group, uh, camping across from us, which was so crazy. Normally when we go camping, like no one talks to us. My wife and I were just saying how like all of a sudden we're the parents. And so all the parents are talking to each other and we're like, oh my gosh, this is such a weird thing to be like, we used to go as kids and now we're the ones taking our kids. we should have been aware of this already but it just kind of hit us all at once like we are the parents and so now all of our kids are are playing and can't you know know, riding bikes together and all the parents are talking it was just so fascinating like you know we were talking to them they ended up living you know nearby and you know we're two hours from our home and they live you know kind of in the same area and and, um, and we're just like okay like cool like nice to meet you guys hope to see you soon whatever Months go by, I run into the guy down the street at the, the coffee shop by our church. And there he is, right there. And I was like, oh my gosh, here he is. Like, hey, Brian. And like, we talked and we were like, Dude, it's so great to see you and, and all this stuff. And, and it was cool what the Lord kind of reminded me of is that um, God is at work in every situation, wherever you are, because God is a redeemer of all things even a camping trip with my kids, my family, God is working in that for us to be lights in in, in the world. Yeah. And it was like, God, that's such a cool thing that even when I go to the beach, like you go with me. Yeah. And when I go to the store, you go with me. And when I go on a camping trip with my family, you go with us. And, and it was like this light bulb went off of like every part of our life has some kind of redeeming aspect of it mm-hmm towards the gospel and towards the commission which God has placed us on and um, it was really a freeing and and joyful thing because I realized it's not just when I'm at church or I'm working in the ministry that it's happening that God's in the midst of it and then I go home and it stops no it's it's in every little aspect of our life that God goes with us and so I think that was a, a light bulb moment for me of just like wow God you you put us in this person's path, and then placed them right here in our in our my town, yeah. um, and it was it was really um, eye opening. Like this is God working in in my life every day, and it, it's in the little things, um, in the places that we go, and the places that we, um, you know, visit and stuff like that. Are frequent. Like Jesus is there with us. Jesus is there with us. He's working in us, even in the little fun things or, or mundane things of our life. And so that was really eye-opening to me. Um I know it sounds silly, but it, nice. it was. It was like, wow, like God, you really are redeeming all things for your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like how how, you know, who knows if this guy's ever heard the gospel or whatever. He knows I work at a church. And so we start this conversation and here we are. Like I get to be a light for the Lord because I went on a camping trip mm-hmm. with my family. And so there, there really is like just living. I don't know. It, it wasn't something that I like consciously was like, "Hey, I'm today. I'm going to live with the awareness of Jesus in my life." It was just simply like doing what I normally do and realizing yeah. that God is in control and mm-hmm. He is working for the greater, uh, in a greater way, mm-hmm. towards the grander scheme of the gospel.
0: Yeah, but there, but there is a conscience, a conscious effort to, yeah. to understand that too, to say that Lord, you are in control of my life, and right. so whatever maybe inconvenience that might yeah. come into my way. You put it there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to live aware, aware of your presence that you're working in um, all around us. You know, um, I think of, I mean, Jesus lived this out so well. I mean, throughout his entire three years of ministry, he lived with the awareness of the Father, that the Father was working in ways around him, even when he couldn't see it and so he was okay with interruptions that's why when he told his disciples like oh let's go to the other side and then the people followed and then he saw them he's like i know i told you guys we're going to go rest but all these people are here and like (laughs) that's why he was okay he was like god is working god is doing something right now my father is doing something that's why he was you know the reason why he stopped at the well and he met that woman there, and and you know these these different things that he's on his way to heal, you know, um, someone's son, and then a woman reaches out and touches his robe, and he stops everything. He's like, "Who touched it?" You know, Jesus lived with this awareness that the Father was working all around him. I once read in a book, I think it was, who writes experiencing God, that no. one. Oh, experiencing what is God, Black B? Blackie? B? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It
1: experiencing is. Experiencing God, yeah, Black Yeah. B. yeah.
0: Great book, great book talking about what that looks like to live with the awareness of God. And I remember reading in that book, he said, we are called to live in a way where we understand that that God is working all around us. Yeah. It's our job to join in with what he's already doing. Mm-hmm. What yeah. how, how is he working in people's lives? Yeah. Someone you run into in the street. God's already been ministering to that person, yeah. waiting for you to cross passes with them. And he's like, here, jump into this opportunity. And so we have to consciously, in a sense, live with that um, right. awareness. And I just wanted to read this verse. I mean, it's it's kind of funny to bring this one up, but in Matthew six thirty-three and 34, Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And the next verse he says, So therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for day, for today is its own trouble. Mm-hmm. And so he's... He says, seek first my kingdom today. Yeah. Today. And the reason why he says that, he says, because tomorrow, it's easy for us to worry about tomorrow, to look ahead, or to look to the past, or to to be so consumed with the future and to miss out on the beauty of what God is doing here and now. Yeah. And to really like flourish where, where you're planted. Yeah. Where where does God have you right now? Yeah. How can how and how are you allowing um, his spirit to lead you in those areas and to understand that, Hey, the people you run into the barista, you get your coffee from every day the you know, this awkward conversation, or maybe this weird text you got from a friend randomly out of nowhere. You haven't talked to in years. Like that's not by coincidence. Right. You know, the Lord is working all around us and he wants us as, as his children, as his servants to jump into that work yeah. to join in with yeah. what he's already doing. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like when you go to a prayer meeting and someone's like, You pray for my friend who doesn't know the Lord. And so we pray, like, God, would you put, would you just put Christians around them, right? To run into them. And when we pray that, you know, know that sometimes when you get to be that, you might be the Christian that someone has prayed for mm-hmm. to be in that person's life. Yeah. And so um, just realizing that that's a real, that's someone's prayer request. You might be, that Christian that someone has been asking God for to be placed into that person's life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think like you're saying, like living with an awareness that like today is today is a day where I'm going to be uh, obedient to what God calls me to do mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be lazy. Yeah. I'm going to do what God tells me to do Yeah, <laughs> in the field that I've been planted where yeah. I've been put, you know, I'm working at Costco, let's do this. Oh my, totally. So, yeah. And
2: I think too, like, Um, Having spent some time on the mission field and like getting to go back to, you know, in our everyday life, too. But especially when you're out on a mission trip, it's like you have to be flexible. Mm. Like flexibility is so key. And I think especially in our generation, um, Mm. we have such an Amazon mindset (laughs) and like and being inconvenienced is like it can be like the worst thing in the world, Yeah. you know, but like, I think like allowing ourselves to be quote unquote, like inconvenienced, Yeah. you know, and like, and letting the Lord do what he wants to mm-hmm. do and not being so stuck in our ways and our mindset, because you never know what God's going to do. You never yeah. know why he might have you go to this place or you know you never know why you were 10 minutes late to hear you know like you just never know what God's doing and I think it's just like an actively trusting in God because he says to trust him and um, just like walking forward daily and what what God has for you and taking those inconveniences and like giving those back to the Lord mm-hmm. and asking God to like because there's always something for us to learn you know to like work in our own hearts and like to teach us flexibility to teach us to listen to teach us to be obedient to teach us not to be lazy you know but to rely on the holy spirit and um go where he says to go and do what he says to do and Mm -hmm. it's not easy sometimes it's hard and we will fail it's not like we live this perfect like I did exactly what God wanted me to do today. I'm like <laughs> Checking off the box. Like, checking off the box. Like No, like, we will fail, but that's where grace comes. Mm. You know. So each day is a new day, a new opportunity. His mercies are new every morning to do what God has called us to do. And sometimes that might look different than what we thought our day might look like or what the next 15 minutes might look like. It's just it's a minute-by-minute, moment-by-moment walk with Jesus, knowing that he's with you at all times mm.
0: yeah that's so true I, I mean I don't know maybe you're listening to this I don't know where you live but here in Orange County it is so, fast-paced. so fast paced such a fast paced pace, like that Amazon mentality is so true I mean you can get contactless delivery like yeah. you don't even have to deal with the person delivering your stuff Anymore, you don't have to sign anything anymore. You don't have to have any personal contact. Don't, like, yeah. don't touch me. Don't touch me. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to yeah. <laughs> see you. I just want a box to magically arrive at my doorstep <laughs> for you to text me and send me a picture of it. You yeah. know, like, yeah. And um, and when we live with that mentality, when we apply that to our Christian walk, mm-hmm. and we, um, man, you live a really boring Christian life. You know, because <laughs> I can tell you that that living the way that Christ lived, open to um, those inconveniences open to life. I mean, that's exciting. That's adventurous. It's yeah. you're stepping into, um, a world where you, in, in which God operates and you give him the freedom to, to do those things. And so it's, it's exciting. Yeah.
1: I like the last part of that question, how to trust God is working in the now when I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, because God said so. Yeah. <laughs> Just to answer that. <laughs> because Just God answer. said so. <laughs> like his word says. He trust says, me, I'm working. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can't see it, but just trust me. Like, I, yes. I, am, I am working. He doesn't, it doesn't yeah. take a day off. He doesn't sleep. Like, he's he's working. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, to read something uh, to close, up, close this one off, the person who asked this question, they might have already answered it, okay, when they sent it. I'm going to read this to you. This is a quote from F.B. Meyer okay. on the verse Philippians 4 chapter 4, verse 5, and I'm going to read that really quick, Philippians 4 and 5, and here it says, Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Mm -hmm. So F.B. Meyer says this on that verse. He says, True Christianity does not postpone the presence of Christ to the future or recall it from the past, but lives in the sense that he is. Hence, the gospel by St. John contains such reoccurring phrases as, I am the vine, mm-hmm. I am the good shepherd, I am the door, I am the resurrection and the life. Christ lives in the present tense, and blessed is the soul that has learned that lesson. Mm. Amen. And the person who sent this in says, I just felt like this quote was too good not to share with my refuge people <laughs> that's maybe awesome. a discussion point for lightning rounds nice
2: that's really good Good
0: old quincy oh, oh quincy with
2: Quin- oh i love quincy, quincy of course yeah. oh my gosh that's good of
0: course it's an fb
1: meyer quote wow
0: <laughs> only quincy would send in a question
1: <laughs> that's and answer awesome. her own <laughs> question
2: oh my like, god i
1: answered it That's You're so
2: wrong. good <laughs> Can I also share one like scripture that came to mind no. with, the, with that last part, like how to trust God is working in the now even when I can't see it? Um, I was thinking of Isaiah 41.10, classic. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
0: And mm. that's a
2: promise that God gives us that he is with us Always, Yeah. Yeah. Closer than our very breath. So Mm -hmm. that's how we can trust him, that he says he's with us and he will be.
0: He said it. He said it. He said it. Yeah. And just like Quincy posed in in the message, (laughs) his name is I Am. Yes. And that is Mm -hmm. the present tense, meaning he he is very present and works in the present. He's not... I was the good shepherd, or I will be the, you know, the the vine, and or I, you know these things. But he is, I am present yeah. tense. And um, man, Quincy, you might not miss us, but we Quincy for You <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> might Quin- not miss Quin. us. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I uh, might have had a conversation with your sister. Anyways, um, there that's, it is. That's the three. That's the three. We did it. Come on. Woo. Thanks for listening to Lightning Rounds, and thanks for sending in your questions, guys. If you're listening to this and maybe you were thinking in your head, you know, I got a real good question for Andrew Newman, the resident theologian. A real one that'll stump you. Please send it in. Find us on Instagram at refuge underscore sjc. Send us a message with your question. We'd love to um, highlight it and use it in our next episode. Yeah. We love you yeah. guys. Sweet. Any last words before we take off? Shout out to
1: Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I know right. you're listening. <laughs> God bless you, man.
0: <laughs> From the plains of Kentucky. Or, I don't know. What is there? What, is know. it cor- the
1: cornfields? Smokies? Maybe? The Smoky Mountains? Smoky Mountains? I don't know. I don't know. It's Shaped like a piece yeah. of chicken. Maybe we too. need to go visit. Shaped
2: like <laughs> a piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: looks like a drum. Drumhead. Oh, that's <laughs> Drumstick.
0: That's Drumstick. Drumstick. That's yeah. What about you, oh, Kelly? Man. Any last words there to our listeners?
2: This thanks, was so Kelly. fun.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Kelly, for being here. Oh yeah. Dude.
0: Right on.
2: That was really fun. Thanks for having me guys. <laughs> well,
0: we'll see you guys next time on our next episode of Lightning Rounds. All right. God see bless. ya. Bonjour. Bye bye. Everybody say hi. 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 hi.
2: Hi. It's great to see you. It's really great to see you.